Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by 737 Duck Calls. 737 Duck Calls, original design, select grade components, superior sound, and unparalleled service. 737 takes exceptional pride in producing the finest quality, best-built premium calls on the market today. They are made in America and offered only direct to the consumer. Folks, you can't buy them in a store. you got to order them online. They also accept international orders, a 20-day money-back guarantee, and a lifetime warranty accompany every call purchase. 737 Duck Calls lead the flock. Folks, go to 737duckcalls.com and put in on their coupon code HONKER, H-O-N-K-E-R, and save 15% off all your purchases at 737duckcalls. I'd like to thank Big Honker Podcast sponsor Stanfield Hanging Outfitters. That's www.stanfieldhunting.com. Check us out. We've got some great specials for October. We've got a dove-duck combo for the last weekend in October where High Plains Mounted Management. Start, we, the earliest place you can start shooting ducks in Texas, High Plains. Check us out for that. We've got dove-hog combos. We've got some dove-pheasant combos. And we got some dove hunting left. i got the first weekend in November. I can do a father-son hunt. Anyways, check us out at stanfieldhunting.com. That's www.stanfieldhunting.com, home of the Big Honker Lodge. I'd like to thank Big Honker Podcast, William Chris Wines. That's William Chris Vineyards out of High Texas. Folks, if you need that wine for that special occasion, it's wedding season coming along. Zach's getting married first weekend in November. He needs to go to William Chris Wines and William Chris Vineyards and WilliamChrisWines.com. You can get a case of wine sent to you for $1. Go to promo code HONKER, H-O-N-K-E-R, coupon code for WilliamChrisVineyards.com. You can find William Chris Vineyards or William Chris Wines at Bucky's, General Foods, and most other high-end retail outlets for wine. And that's WilliamChrisVineyards.com, home of Sway Rosé. And this podcast is brought to you by Sea Light LEDs. They build stuff by hand for hunters by hunters. When it comes to your lighting needs, come check out the new standard. They specialize in lights for bow fishing, duck hunting, and off-road lighting. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook or check out their website at SeaLightLEDs.com. That's S-E-E-L-I-T-E-L-E-D-S.com. Folks, you're fixing to get your traders ready to go to Canada. You're going to go to the Dakotas. You're going to go wherever you're going to go to hunt. You're going to need some lights. You can make a light stand. Check out SeaLightLEDs.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is also brought to you by Natural Gear. Natural Gear is centered around science, research, and results with one primary purpose in mind to make you a more successful hunter. Guys and gals, go to NaturalGear.com today. You can use the promo code BIGHONKER15, all caps, and you can save yourself 15% off of your entire cart. Season's coming up. You need new camouflage. You need a new jacket. You need new bibs. You need a vest. Go to naturalgear.com today. Use the promo code BIGHONKER15, all caps. You can save yourself 15% at checkout. Also, we'd like to thank Dive Bomb Industries. They're what we use seven days a week. They can handle everything that we throw at them. Guys, get off of the full-body carousel. Save your money. Get more decoys. Go to divebombindustries.com today. Use the promo code TRUMPTRAIN, all one word, all lowercase. You can save yourself 10% off of your purchase. You can get twice as many decoys for half the price. That's divebombindustries.com, promo code TRUMPTRAIN. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of the podcast, we have NFL receiver James Washington. James is from a small community south of Knox City, about 30 miles. He comes from Stamford, Texas, which uh, it's got maybe two, 3,000 people in it. But 
he grew up in our area, and we root for him. So he uh, he went off to Oklahoma State, made a name for himself there, and then he got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the second round of this year's NFL draft. So uh, we had we talked to him, and he talks about he's a big predator hunter. Loves predator hunting, love dove hunting, and uh, we talk a little bit about that. But we mainly talk about what his life is like living the dream, playing football for a living. And he's just a humble kid. He's always had his back against the wall. He's a small town school kid. We're very, very lucky to have him on and lucky that he would take take time out of his. I know he's busy learning a new playbook, so we're lucky to have him on. So here he is, the man, James Washington. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. And we've got a special guest on with us tonight. We have a local kid from the big country area of Stanford, Texas. He is a second-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He went to Oklahoma State, and all of our fans in Oklahoma that we hunt on are big, big fans of his. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Washington. How are you doing, James? I'm doing good. How are you all? We're doing good. Are you missing the Texas heat? Oh, not at all. It was a good 81 degrees today. Uh, gotta love it. So, is our two-a-days with the Pittsburgh Steelers harder than it was at Oklahoma State or at Stanford? I'm not to say no on that. You know, they, they, they know how to take care of guys' bodies and treat them right here. Um, what, You know, after the, the recent CBA agreements, uh, they, you really don't have two-a-days in the pros anymore, do you? No, how we kind of do it, we have a little walkthrough earlier that morning, and then we come back and practice at about 2, I'd say about 2.55 that evening, and usually I have a bunch of fans come out and just kind of get that, that enjoyment of watching their guys practice. Gotcha. Um, now, you did you, you went off against my beloved Green Bay Packers. What was that experience like? You're in Lambeau, small-town kid, living the dream. Uh, that game was a lot of fun. I mean, we, we ended up losing it but just to play on Lambeau Field. You know, that's a big historical stadium, and, and it was actually that night. It was their uh, anniversary. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of fun just to get to be there around that atmosphere and, you know, get to make some plays on that field. Where, where do you all stay at? We, me and Michelle went to Green Bay this past fall. And it's the first time I'd been to Green Bay, and I was amazed at being a small town, you know, because everywhere else there's a, you're in the middle of a city or somewhere. And Green Bay's right. like going to Abilene. You know, it might be even smaller than Abilene. Where do y'all, where'd y'all, st- where do y'all stay at there? Because I didn't see a lot of big, nice hotels and stuff there. Uh, we stayed at this, uh, it was kind of like a convention center, but it had a hotel on the inside of it. Which was, I mean, it was probably about 20 minutes from the stadium. But like you say, it is a small town, and it, Kind of brought back some memories, you know, being in Stanford and Abilene and those areas. And, you know, it was a great feeling just to be around that atmosphere. 
even in college, the towns you played in were bigger than that usually. Oh yeah, for sure. I played in Fort Worth and uh, Austin. All the places were pretty large. Now, now, James, um, you 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 also do a little bit of predator hunting, also, don't you? Or you have yes, before? Sir. Now I've got a I got it on good information that that your nickname is Goose. What is that about? Uh, Tom Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He messaged me and said, "Hey, you got to ask James about uh, calling him Goose." No, that's that's actually his name. He calls me Maverick. Oh. Uh, that's kind of how we associate to each other. I gotcha. So he's Goose, we and you're and you're Maverick. That, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, yeah. He he messaged me uh, when we announced that you were coming on and said, "Hey, you you got to do me a favor and 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 ask this." So. <laughs> I've, uh, do you still do you stay in contact with the, with uh, with a lot of those guys still? Y'all were a pretty uh, tight knit group. Oh yeah, I, I still talk to him, Gus, but I mean all them guys I grew up with. You know, I just talk to Todd today, and you know we reminisce and just talk about stuff. You know, whenever I get a chance to come back, what we got to do and stuff we got to catch up on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now you and I, we also we had the same high school football coach, Coach Hutch. Do any of his, you know, uh, he he said a lot during practice. He always had a saying for something. Are there any sayings that are there any Coach Hutch isms that stick with you today? Uh, you know, he always told us work hard, you get rewarded. Yep. And that that kind of that kind of started when you know it it be real hot outside and one of those. Nice clouds to come over and shade the sun from me. Exactly. And he'd always say it at that time, you know. Yep. Work hard, get rewarded. Yeah. It could be that's, a it could be one. it could be a hundred and five and like you said, a little bitty piss ant cloud would come over the sun. <laughs> oh, telling you guys you work hard or get you get rewarded. Well no coach, it's a hundred and two right now, so I don't I don't know about this. <laughs> Every time. That's exactly what he'd say. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now when you went to Oklahoma State what uh how did how did life change and and was there a moment in your college career where you thought you know what i got a shot at making it to the big leagues i'd probably say probably getting into my sophomore year you know i i ended up making a few more plays on the field and getting a lot more playing time and uh you know just publicizing my name out there and and letting people know that you know i have i have some talent and uh that's that's really what kind of set me off and, and got me on the right foot as well as having, you know, a great coaching staff and just being in the right position at the right time. Now, being being that you came from a small school, did you feel like you were in a dogfight and your back was against the wall starting out? Yeah, because, you know, coming from a small school, it's hard to get looked at. I mean, you, you got to do just about everything in a book just for, I mean, a D2 or D3 school just to start putting the eyes on you. And, you know, for me to be able to get what I had – God, you know, it, it just it just shows how much you know the hard work pays off. Yeah. Did you get recruited? Who else recruited you before besides Oklahoma State? Well, before I had actually committed to Oklahoma State, I was committed to uh, Texas State down in St. Marcus, and I was committed to them for about three months. And uh, next thing you know, Oklahoma State, Casey Dunn calls me and he said he wants me to come up for a visit. So I go up there and I take my visit. As we're leaving, uh, he kind of shakes my hand and says he wants to give me a full ride scholarship. 
Wow. You know, at the time, I, I was surprised because, you know, that was a big school to me. I thought maybe I'd have to, you know, walk on, try out the whole deal. But, you know, I, that was something I was willing to do just because of the, you know, the notoriety that that school gets. So, I mean, it's like I say, everything just works out for a reason. Now, James, what all happens on these on these school visits? Can you let us in on that? Because I've heard some pretty wild tales. <laughs> uh, how how do they how do they recruit you? What what goes on? And you're 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 a paid athlete now. What goes on on these visits? Uh, you know those, those visits. You know they're a lot of fun. They they always pair you up with, with guys kind of your caliber when you go to these colleges. Uh, so women, you know, they, they, right? Right, and uh, <laughs> they. You know, they try to get you to loosen up, you know, to get you to relax, so they'll put you with kind of guys around the same age as you. And that, that really helps because, you know, first you get to see what it's like to be in college. Cause they'll eventually, you know, they'll take you out for a good dinner and just kind of spoil you, basically, and, and just show you, you know, what the life of a college athlete, basically. And they loosen you up, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So let me, let me ask you a question. If you had to compare Coach Hutch and Coach Gundy, which one's more of a pretty boy? <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Coach Hutch on that one. Yeah, <laughs> Coach Hutch. Yeah. Co- Coach Hutch yeah. isn't yeah. rocking the mullet anytime soon. Right. I'm a, Coach Gundy. He's a he's an all around guy. I mean, he's got like a peacock farm, and he, he's got some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And then, and then now you're under uh, Mike Tomlin, one of the, one of the NFL greats right now. How is that? Uh, he's a he's a character too. You know, he's he's a guy that's gonna tell you how it is. He he doesn't sugarcoat anything. You know, he's gonna tell you exactly what's on his mind, and it, you can take it how you want. But that's 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 just who he is. So walk, you know, you're one of the elites just to get to play Division One college. Uh, you know, a lot of guys will play high school ball. For people who have gone through all three stages, how does each level get different? Is what what differentiates high school ball than college ball than pro ball? Is it is it the speed? Is it the physicality? What is it? Well, for me, I feel like kind of physicality kind of stays the same. I mean, as as you go on, you know, you're competing against the same age people and all of that. But for me, the speed. And then, you know, once you get to the NFL, it's like, it's it's your job. Like, you, right. you don't have to worry about anything else but knowing what you have to do on the field and and working out and all that. But, you know, with, with, the, with the NFL, you know, you got to be on top of your, your game because if not, you'll get cut. And, and then now you're out job searching. So, you know, this is a job of a lifetime. So you got to take every, every opportunity to the advantage Make it work. What uh, you said they take care. Of, so, what is your what's your average day like? You said this is your job now. What what time does your day start? What time does it end? Take us into that of a professional athlete. Normally, I probably wake up about six fifteen, get dressed, probably leave the house about six forty five, headed towards the stadium because you know you got to count for the traffic here mm-hmm. and. You know, once I get there, I'll kind of go to the treatment room, just do some, a few things just to keep your body right. And then once I get out of there, I'll go get some breakfast. And next thing you know, we got special teams beat. And that, that takes about, I'd probably say about 30, 45 minutes. And then, 
uh, from there, you know, you go to team meetings and team meetings and individual meetings, and then you got a little brunch period, and then you got a, they call them young guy walkthroughs for all the rookies and first-year players to kind of get a feel for what the script and what the players are going to be like today. And, I mean, it's, it's 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 a it's a full job because you know with all of them, that's helping you get your job and and, and know what all you have to do for the day. So is Antonio Brown doing the same thing you are? Uh, yeah, you know he he's been there for going on his tenth year, so he he's, he's kind of accustomed to everything a little better than I am. So he doesn't need as much. I like you said he doesn't need as much. I guess work as I do, knowing plays and stuff. So, kind of while we're out there in the field, sometimes he'll <clears throat> kind of be working on his body and just making sure that he's ready for the upcoming season. Is the is the is it a lot more intricate the offenses y'all are running from what you did at Oklahoma State? Yeah, I, I'd say it's a, it's a lot more complex now. You know, because at Oklahoma State we kind of had one word and 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 signals that meant an entire play, and now. You're getting an entire sentence from a, from a quarterback in a huddle, and you got to know what everything means. So it, it's it's a little different. It's, How long? Do, I mean, since you got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, has your head been in the playbook, or do you feel like you you pretty well got it now? Uh, no, my, my, I'd say my head is still in the playbook. You know, I gotta I make a few errors every once in a while, but I mean, what rookie doesn't? Right. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting the hang of it and, and understanding the playbook a lot better than I was, I'd say, probably two months ago. Let me ask you this: when on a route tree, when you're when you're playing whatever X, Y, whatever your position on that route tree, do you have the option on whether the defense sets up on what you do, or does a quarterback tell you? Does Roethlisberger tell you each thing you're going to do by signaling you? Or is that up to you to make that choice? Yeah, uh, with the route tree, you know, we'll have a we'll have a route that we get from the quarterback in the huddle. And once you go out and take the field or take your, you know, to take the formation, if uh, if he sees anything that's different, he, he's more than welcome to sit with you a different route or what he thinks will, will get you open against a certain coverage. So, you know, you got to have your eyes on him at all times because they, they like to do stuff in the, in the slide. So you gotta you got to be paying attention to the quarterback at all times. So are you going to um, – I'm assuming at Oklahoma State, and, and I know at Stanford, when you knew you could beat somebody, you probably told them in the huddle, hey, just I'm going to go deep. This guy can't cover me. Have, have you got to a point where you think you can do that with Roethlisberger yet? Uh, no, not yet. But at Oklahoma State, you know, me and Mason kind of had that, that telepathy where we could, we could just feel each other and, and know what, what, what each other wanted at the same time. And, for, you know, me and Mason, we kind of came up, we got signals and stuff. So he'll just look at me and signal me something. I'd be thinking the exact same thing. And next thing you know, here we go. Now, do you feel like uh, being a receiver? Do you feel like you fell into the perfect situation? Uh, you know, you get to you get to play under the best wide receiver in the game. Your quarterback is arguably a Hall of Famer. Did you feel like that was a perfect situation for you? I do. I mean, like you say, being being Roethlisberger, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. And you know, Antonio Brown, he's he's working his way there. 
And, you know, just to get kind of advice from both of those guys who've been in the league for more than 10 years, you know, it, it really helps me out with my game as a rookie. And, you know, those guys, they're always willing to help you any way they can, any advice. It really just anything you need, you know, they're there for you. Now, do you are you soaking up everything that Antonio Brown does in front of you? I mean, if Antonio does it, are you doing it? Because he's kind of, you know, he's redefined the game. No doubt. I mean, even when I don't even have to talk to him, and I'm learning, you know, just watching him do his reps and practice. Now he's you know, not, I, I learn from him each and every day. Now, you're bigger than he is, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm probably about an inch taller than him, and I know I probably weigh about, I'd say, 20 pounds heavier than him. Who's got a better bench press, James? I'm about to go with me. I, don't, I, haven't, really seen, <laughs> I haven't really seen him lift much there at the facility, but I feel like I, I, I may have him. Yeah. What are you benching? Just, I mean, hell, I opened that can of worms. I might as well go through it. Well, I, I haven't really been doing much heavy benching, but back when I was at Oklahoma State, I, I got 310. That's solid. That's yeah, solid. Yeah, that's one thing that they do. They do trust there as a weight, you know. Rob Glass, he's a one of the top dogs in the in the strength in the strength class. So, you know, he's he knows how to get you right. So everybody that's listening to this is gonna is gonna ask me why I didn't ask you this, especially anybody that plays fantasy football. Is Le'Veon Bell gonna be there this year for the first game? You think? I'm 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 hoping he is. I'm hoping they they go ahead and kind of work out a deal or something. Have you met him? Kind of throw this behind us. What was that? Have you met him yet? Has he been around at all? I haven't. I haven't even seen the guy yet. I mean, he hadn't been around, and I mean, I, I guess they just got to come up with a deal and, and help the guy get there. Now, James, our fantasy draft is coming up, and listen, wh- what round should people be looking for a James Washington to go to go off the board? One more time on that. What what round should we be drafting you in our fantasy football league? Because I'm thinking about maybe taking you with my first pick. Is that a safe? Is that a safe bet? I'd, I'd say go for it. You know, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna get on the field. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out as much as I can. <laughs> Don't worry. Help this team win. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna ask you their question. Everybody's gonna ask me. Kneeling and standing. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Well, for me, just because of you know my background and how I grew up, I'm I'm totally against kneeling for the uh, you know national anthem just because my grandfather actually fought in the war, so I respect you know every veteran and, and every person that's you know risked their life in this country, you know they're white, black, or whatever it is. You know I I respect everyone, and you know I, I just want to show my appreciation to them. That's all. That's a, that's an awesome answer yes, right there. Perfect answer, and a hundred percent of the people listening to this podcast appreciate that. I promise you. That's a, that's yes, a great sir. thing. Are you, are you an only child, or you got a brother or sister? Uh, I have an older sister. She's actually sixteen years older. Than me. Wow, sixteen well, years I was, older. I was kind of that accident. <laughs> 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 Nate, Nate, <laughs> you grew up working on a farm. Is that right? I did. I grew up helping my dad out a little bit, you know, once when I wasn't playing many sports, which I wasn't much because, you know, I was always in, in some sport doing something. 
Now you at first you didn't play you didn't play football in high school, did you? You were uh, track and basketball. Well, uh, once I got in high school, you know, I was on JV football. I wasn't really taking it serious. I was I was more of a, a basketball and track guy. And you you ran the hundred and two hundred, correct? Right. Yes, sir. What you you set records at, at in the high school level, didn't you? Yeah, I actually, I busted a ten four my let's see my junior year in the hundred, and I ran a twenty one four. God, and I, I want to say I have the record at, at Stanford there for a triple jump at I want to say forty seven. <laughs> a ten four hundred. That's amazing. And a twenty one four two hundred. I saw. Right. That's. That's booking. Somebody from Oklahoma State, and I can't remember, it's one of our farmers that we hunt on in Oklahoma. They had a video of you probably in January or February, and it says, this is what a Division One athlete looks like playing small-town Texas football. And it showed highlights of you just catching the ball and just going everywhere. And in the state championship game, you intercepted and ran a ball back, didn't you? Yeah, that actually makes me some memories. I remember when I caught that, you know, old Goose, he was, he was, he was yelling at me. And he was, uh, Tom McElmore, he was yelling at me, get down, get down, get down. I'm looking at him like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, taking this to the house. This is, this is set up perfectly. We're about to get another touchdown. <laughs> and I look over to the sideline and Coach Hutch and Coach Mack, all of them just going nuts, get down, get down. And she, we ended up taking that back to the house. Hey, uh, Tom McElmore. That's why that is yeah. that is why you're goose right there, and this man is Maverick right there. That move right there <laughs> solidifies you being goose. I bet when you went over the exactly. sidelines, right. I, I bet when you went to the sidelines, Wayne, he never said a word about you getting <laughs> down, did he? Oh, I did. He didn't. He didn't say a word. You know, he said, "Good job." You know, that big smile on his face. You you can never forget that smile. It's etched into my memory. That that's something. Oh yeah, Coach Mack. He didn't smile a whole hell of a lot, but Coach Hutch, he always had that little shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> you know that was a that was a when they left Knox City. That's about the only time as a grown man that I've almost cried because they were good friends of mine, and I hated it and I hated it for our community. But you know, Stanford when they went there, they were losing. Hell, they won three football games maybe in four years. Yep. And when Wayne yep. told me yep. he was leaving, I thought, son of a bitch. And boy, I tell you what, it was a it was a great thing for Stanford because you guys played in three state championship games in football, one two. Y'all, did y'all make the basketball state tournament in basketball? No, we were close. We uh, that year we cut it. I, I want to say we got Jimmy. You know, we played that. That's right. That, uh, charter school, that Triple Academy, and I mean they had six or seven, uh, you know, high high class uh, college college guys. You know, it, it really wasn't fair to us. No, that and y'all might have won state in basketball that year. Yeah, I, I think we would have because that was that was a year for us. I mean, we had Hagen, they had a whole bunch of guys that, that could play. And we were we were set to win. And y'all went to y'all y'all went to state and baseball what two or three years in a row too. Yep, yes sir. Oh, Coach West, he's a hell of a man. He sure is. I, I hate to see him leave Stanford, but you know he's in Hamlin now, so I'm, I'm wishing him the best over there. And you know, man, and him, we stay in touch. And talk every once in a while, just kind of catch up. He's a funny son of a gun. Gosh, a mighty. He was it. <laughs> he, he's, Go ahead. Oh, uh, he's he's just a, you know he's a guy. He's gonna tell you like it is. He doesn't care what you think. He's just he's one of those coaches that you can you can do your job or get out. 
he he got to a teacher meeting. I can say this since he don't work here no more. He got a teacher meeting one time, and a mom was bitching and whining because he is, he'd cussed in front of his kids. And they called him in there in the principal's office, and she was like, hey, he was cussed in front of my kid. He goes, what cuss word did I say in front of your kid? She said, you said hell and damn. He goes, them ain't cuss words. He said, them are words they use so I don't fucking cuss or something like that. I only get the F word. I don't think he probably didn't say the F word there, but that's what he said. He said, I, them are words I use so I don't cuss. You know, but he believes a smart man and a good guy. That was a hell of a coaching staff that we had here that went to Stanford. Gosh, what a great group of guys. Yeah, it sure was. All them guys together, you know, they're, they're smart with that football. And all of them just getting their minds together. They, they can come up with some serious place games to beat people. So, so James, take us into, into your predator hunting. Are you the shooter or are you the light guy or what are you doing on these predator hunts? See, when, when, you know, Ty was the first person I ever went predator hunting with. And, you know, I was just kind of when I first went, I didn't take a gun. I just went to kind of get a feel for it. And now it's, to me, it's almost like when Ty finds the hunt that he wants to get in, he, he gets mad when I can't make it because, you know, I, I'm the shooter of the group. <laughs> so, so it, you know, that, that kind of gets me because, you know, he wants to call himself Maverick, but. <laughs> you know, without me all the time, he complained and oh, we could we could have done this, we could have done that. Well, you know, when your shooter's not there, you're off. <laughs> we, <laughs> we we do pretty good when we're together. We, we're a good team, I think. Yeah. Now does does uh, Herbie hunt with y'all some too, Gus? Yeah, yeah. Gus hunts with us sometimes, but you know, Gus he, he's that guy that on those twenty four hour hunts. Right around nine thirty, ten o'clock, he's uh, y'all. Y'all go ahead and make this call without me. We oh. get back to the truck, and he's sound asleep. We pass through town, and he get he starts to hey, can y'all drop me off at the house? The entire looking at each other, drop him off, and keep on drinking. That's what. How, how many? Uh, what's the most you've killed in a night? Coyotes, bobcats. What, how, how many you got? A what? Uh, we probably let's see. We probably went. 11 or 12 in one hunt, you know. We, That's a good hunt. This is when we're kind of first starting off. Uh, but I will say this past summer, I was actually home. Man, tired. And the whole, uh, we actually went bob. We went hunting and we killed two bobcats. One of them, it was probably the scariest I've ever been. I mean, it's, this bobcat snuck up on me. It was probably five feet from if that. I mean, he, he snuck up on me in the weeds and. I look at him, he's looking at me, and neither one of us are moving. <laughs> I, start, I, I start to see the hand on the back of his neck stand up, and I'm like, oh, he's about to jump on my face. <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm looking at Ty, and I'm, I'm kind of whispering at him, like, Ty, look at this. Cause I, he wouldn't have believed it if I told him. So wow. I, I I said, forget this. I started seeing him kind of arch his back, and I popped up and popped him with my rifle. He started. He started. He started arching at you, huh? Yeah, he 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 was getting pissed. Like he didn't know what I was or whatever. Wow. I, I had I had to do something fast. Would you say that you guys are close to passing Mitch and Clay as the better varmint hunters? Uh, that, that's that's a that's a hard one, man. Those guys, they've been doing it for a long time. So I wouldn't say we're anywhere close to those guys, but. Anytime I'm around them, you know, I'm, I'm I'm learning every single time. And hearing those Clay Reed stories, boy, they, they get me every time. 
We've had him on the podcast twice, and he is the craziest son of a bitch that I have ever met. <laughs> I agree. Jesus. I don't, you, you'll meet a thousand guys, and you'll meet some crazy fuckers in the NFL. Those linemen are a different breed, but you will not meet another Clay Reed, ever. No, he sure won't. He's got a story for everything. I mean, <laughs> he's got millions of stories. If you brought him up to Pittsburgh and you brought him into your locker room to oh, talk shit. for an hour, them guys would just be sitting with their jaws down when he walked out and they'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> hey, they'd get a kick out of his stories, though, I guarantee you. Have you heard the, uh, the, his practice wife? Is that what he called her? Yeah, his first wife's practice wife. Have you heard the story about her delivering their child in the in the toilet? Oh yeah, I, I want to say Tasha was that on y'all's last podcast. Yes, oh, my God, that yeah. <laughs> I can I can listen to that story back and it gets me every time. <laughs> now, uh, did you hear Clay Clay and Wayne and Mitch got scared by Bigfoot? What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know about if I believe the Bigfoot, but <laughs> I, 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 that's almost like one of those. You got to be there, moments. Yeah. Now, I think Clay and Mitch. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Now, Clay and Mitch would bullshit you a little bit, but I don't think Wayne. Wayne's not much of a bullshitter. No. Wayne, he's, he's a real serious person. You yeah. Know, we're, we're coming up. You couldn't really joke with him in high school. He, he'd think he was serious. Yeah. He's 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 a lot of fun. He's he's probably one of my favorite people I've ever known. As a fr- had a friend in a lifetime. I really enjoyed being around because he was so competitive. And he was so serious, but yet he had a he had a side to him. If you got to be really know him real well, where he had a lot of personality, but he don't shut. You know, he's so all about the game all the time. But his my favorite saying his is, "You got to look good in the parking lot." <laughs> you know, and he he's yep. he's always dolled up, anyways. And 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 Mitch tell us all the time. And I've never seen Mitch look good ever. No, he he's pretty haggard. You know, Coach Hutch is colorblind, don't you? No, I didn't know that. Yep, red red green color blindness, and I'm surprised you didn't know that. We we're at uh, we're in a big city. I can't remember where it was, and it's those traffic lights where it's not just red, yellow, green. It's got like turn signals and a bunch of other shit. And we're we're barreling down the road, and the lights are changing. He sees it changing, and we're about in the intersection, and he's like, "Guys, what what does this light say? What is it? What is it? What is it? Is it red? Is it red?" And we're like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? So we have to run to the front of the bus to see uh, to see what the light is, whether he can go or not. And thank God it was green. And but yeah, he's he's uh, got red green uh, color blindness. So riding with him in the big cities, if it had more than three lights on it, it was always uh, entertaining to say the least. Well, that, that must be why he never drove our bus. Man. It was always Coach West. Oh yeah, Coach West <laughs> loves to drive the bus. That's, yeah, that's uh, West he, deal. He sure does. He had a crash in Knox City, didn't he? Coach West. Yeah, he backed into uh, somebody's car. The house, I think, car maybe. I think he did. <laughs> Coach hey, West what? Good. Let me ask you this: Have your parents been up to Pittsburgh since you've been there? Uh, not my dad. My dad's been kind of doing a bit of farming, but my mom, she uh, actually just left this past Sunday. Well, good. Got you settled in and everything. Right. Came up here. Uh, you know, got me settled in. Just kind of got getting me acclimated, and just someone to be here with me. So, does she, does she talk to you? Here. Does she talk to you like you're still her little boy? Uh, every every day. <laughs> That's every a sp- day. I I I, get, I don't care how old I get. She'll 
she'll still talk to me like that. But you know, that's what a mom does. You know, she she loves her boys. That's right. right. And and I guess that Oklahoma State is a big, big school, and you were a big star there. You got used to being a superstar where people look at you, and I'm sure it gets old people asking you for an autograph and stuff, but have you ran into that in Pittsburgh everywhere you go where people know who you are yet? Just about. I mean, it, you, here, I mean, the fan base is so big. You know, fans, they, if they see you out, they know exactly who you are when you're in your vehicle or you're walking. And they're not afraid to come up to you and, hey, can I get a picture? Can you sign this? <laughs> but, I mean, that's what makes football football, you know? Yes. Yep. Like you said at the beginning of the show, you're you're living the dream right now. So cherish these moments, my friend. Cherish them. Every single one of them. You know, you, these are moments that, you know, you worked hard for and, and you lose them. I mean, you can't get them back. So you got to, you know, roll with the punches and, and just enjoy every single second. Well, I tell you what, the Pittsburgh Steelers made a hell of a choice because they got a good person and very humble young man who you're being yourself, and I know all your friends and all your coaches and everything, and everything everybody says about you is exactly who you are, and that right there is worth a bunch because you don't have to worry about who you drafted and what they're doing. Right. I mean, I bet you've got some real knuckleheads you've played with that you just kind of shake your head at the stupid shit they do. Oh yeah, every 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 level I have. Well, and and like you, you know, you've had to fight. <clears throat> excuse me, you've had to fight to get to where to where you're at. I mean, I'm sure you've seen guys that are got ten times the talent, and you just think, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, you know, you got to just shake your head at these guys that aren't willing to put in the work that you are. That that might be more talented. Yeah, it, it, honestly, that's kind of how it was for me coming to college. You know, I I came in with a couple of guys that were. You know, five-star recruits. And I'm thinking, like, you know, these guys come from 5A schools. I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't compete with these guys. You know, I end up getting up there, and all it takes is a little hard work. And, you know, it's, it's a time those guys think that they got it made, and they don't want to do what they got to do. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm passing them on a depth chart, and things are looking good for me. And coming into college, I want to say I was probably a one-and-a-half, two-star guy. Right. So, so all the all the people out there, you know, stars don't matter because all, all the coach wants is somebody else gonna get out there and bust their butt for them and and do what they tell them to do. So, and I mean, don't 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 give up on your dreams. And and probably just being there every day is is half the battle at some point. The coaches right. just want a guy that that they know is going to be there. Right, and in the league, you know, they, they have this saying that, you know, availability is the best ability. So if you're not available, you know, they, they go to the next guy. Have you noticed the guys right now that – because it's cut time. I guess next week after next week the big cuts are coming. And you, you're you're, right. you're set. You're going to be on the roster. You don't got to worry about nothing at all. Matter of fact, if they cut you, you'd probably get a big signing bonus from somebody else. Yeah. That would be a big-time windfall for you. But the guys yeah. – have you noticed the guys that are nervous that are – that are at the twilight of their career in the end, and this is their last chance to make a roster. Have, do you notice a bunch of the guys like that on your team right now? I actually have a couple of them kind of good with, you know, I've got in close with them. And, you know, I just try to give them the best advice that I could. You know, I'm, I know I'm not in their shoes, but, you know, it's it, this last preseason game is what's going to make it or break it. You know, they, they want to see what they're going to get if they if they invest in you. And this this last preseason game is is huge for a lot of guys. 
So without giving away too much, are you going to be on the field for this last preseason game? Uh, I actually won't. Looky there. That's a good sign. That's a good sign there, Mr. Washington. Yes, sir. Get to get to rest up for the regular season. That's are, awesome. Are you going to be returning right. kicks? Uh, right now they have it uh, with me, Juju, and another guy uh, doing kickoff returns. But today we actually just signed uh, Ron Switzer from the Oakland Raiders. The, the Cowboys uh, cut him. Probably, there you go, the Cowboys guy. And uh, he he's, he's a pretty good returner. So I, I want to say they'll probably put him back there for fun return. You know, they get Antonio Brown out of there. And so he won't be risking getting hurt or anything. I can't believe they use Antonio Brown to kick run kicks back. That just amazes me. That dude's a, he's an all around freak. I mean, he's <laughs> talk about a thoroughbred. That guy, he's made for it. He worked his ass off, too, because I don't think he was a high round draft pick. I think he was a late pick. He's probably just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was late sixth, and, and, you know, he had that one game, and he had that after that game, you know, it's like he didn't look back. Now, how big is Roethlisberger? Is he a monster? He is, like, and he's definitely bigger than he looks. Like, he's, he's big. Well, I saw y'all. And, <laughs> I, I saw he, he throws a, a heck of a, a spiral. Yeah, I saw y'all cutting up before the game. They were showing him warming up, and you were next to him playing catch with him, and you were laughing and talking. He's got a pretty good personality and visit with you guys a lot, or is he a hard ass? Uh, no, he's got a great personality. You know, he, he was talking to me. He was asking me. Are you nervous? You know, I tried to, I tried to be the big guy. No, I'm not nervous. <laughs> he's like, come on. He's like, he's like, come on, don't lie to me. He's, he's like, I'm nervous. If I'm nervous, I know you are. I'm like, right, yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous. You know, but talking to a guy going on his 13th year, you know, you, you're always learning advice and stuff from him. Who's the biggest guy in y'all's team? I'd say uh, we call him Big Al. There's uh, Al doing the whaler. Yes, the, the Army guy. The left tackle. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, he's a – that dude looks like a skyscraper. <laughs> like he's like 6'6", six, six, <laughs> Wow. Like 340, 350 pounds. Wow. And it, I, he's not a big guy either. He's kind of tall and just thick. I mean, he's stocky. So, did you ever know Coach Steele that was at Knox City? I didn't. Okay, he was a, he's a big guy, so this would be a skinny version of him. Because Coach Steele's about 6'6", huh. six, six, about 450 pounds. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that, yeah who's, who's, who on the team intimidates you if, if, if on that defense you'd hate to get hit by? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Vinny, number 98, Vince Williams. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a kind of crazy guy. You know, he, he loves to hit. <laughs> How how uh, starting linebacker? He just got a big contract, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. I want to say he signed for let's see, four or five years for like seventy-five million dollars, wasn't it, or something? Uh, well, I think it was about twenty twenty-five million. Wow. What are you gonna do when you get your well, first big check like that? Honestly, I'll probably buy me a little ranch somewhere in Texas and put me a house on it and get ready to retire. So you're gonna come back to Texas when you retire. For sure, I, I have to. I, I could I couldn't live anywhere else. So what? It what, just wouldn't be right. What was your What's your rookie contract look like? It, it's three years. Uh, yeah, my rookie contract's four years. Four years. Okay. Yes, sir. So you can 
by by the way that they're going now, you can start renegotiating in two. I never understood. Uh, well, for me, it'll be about yeah, probably about the end of year two, year uh, going into year three, working on that. Well, I tell you what, I'd like to see the way you bust your ass and as good a person as you are. I'd like to see you get the next big contract bigger than Odell. Yeah, did you see what Odell did today? Yeah, I did. That's, that's crazy. Five years, 95, is, 65 guaranteed. That is, that is ridiculous. It's all, up, but, it's mean, all up there for you, James. Yes, sir. That guy, he's a, he's a playmaker. He is. He is. For sure. Well, so – I guess we've really touched on about everything. We'd like to, we'd sure like to get you come on a hunt with us in Oklahoma this year. There ain't no way. He's busy all the time. He'll be done in January or February. That you, they play the Super Bowl first weekend in February, yeah, Jeff. Say. Well, James, yeah, if y'all if y'all don't make the Super Bowl, we go. if, if Wait we, for sure, if we don't make the Super Bowl, you and Herbie can come down and come hunting with us. I don't know about oh, old, yeah. I don't know about old Goose. I don't know about Goose. He's a little wormy for us oh, now, yeah. you know, trying to take your yeah, name and everything. I'd hate to have people around, you know, just shooting for fun. <laughs> <laughs> that little kid was the shits when he grew up here. God, my tie was funny <laughs> as hell, boy. <laughs> he, gosh, mighty that boy was hilarious. But yeah, James, <laughs> it, uh, I hope that you, I hope that you're playing in February. But if you're not, you've got an open invitation at the Big Honker Lodge, goose hunting, whatever. Have do you, did you dove hunt whenever you were, uh, whenever you were in high school? We got dove season coming up this weekend. Yes, sir. I, I was a big dove hunter. I actually dove hunted with a guy named Chico Underwood from Stanford. My right, goodness. You, you're, you're missing – I mean, it's basically for a bunch of Texans, dove, dove season is uh, – it's like Christmas. So, you're missing out. I'm sorry for that. Uh, yeah, I've been for the past five years. Been busy. Been busy making, uh, making dollars. That's good, though. Did he play yes, football sir. with Chandler? Chandler's too old, dude, not he? Chandler's probably too old. Yeah. Andy's Andy's cousin played football at Stanford. That was right before they got good, though. Dale, Cade- Dale and Jennifer Cadell are my aunt and uncle in, in Stanford. Oh, okay, yeah. Dale, Dale Cadell, he was my uh, actor. Yep. Yep, that's right. Uh, yep. Well, well, James, I know you're busy, bud. I appreciate you so much taking your time to come to, to holler at us and sit down and let us visit with you. I know that everybody in Stanford, Texas, is very proud of you. I know everybody at Oklahoma State's proud of you, and I know your parents are very, very proud. And God bless you, son, and I wish you the best injury-free career, and I hope you make lots of money, and you can come by a big old ranch down here and buy us. Yes, sir. I'd love to. I appreciate you guys for having me on the show. You bet, James. Uh, like Jeff said, I know everybody in the entire big country is proud of you. Uh, go out make a name for yourself. Stay injury-free. Make that money, and uh, – have a good season, bud. Yes, sir. And, Thank and, you. And we may holler back at you during football season and get an update on how things are going. If you're not, I know you're going to be a busy, busy man, but we may holler at you. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. You have a good day, James, and God bless you, bud. Yes, sir. Y'all too. All right, thank you. See ya. Ultimate success story right there. Yep. Hard work. Underdog. Small school. Undersized. Fucking kids living the dream. Yep. For the people out there that are listening that, that don't have any idea what Stanford size of Stanford, Texas, take a town of probably maybe two thousand people. Two or three. Two or three. A football team that had fifty kids on it. They won a state championship two years in a row, played three years in a row, 
and the kid gets one scholarship offer at a Division One school. Yep. Goes to Oklahoma State, becomes an All American, makes the most of it, and makes the most of it. He's a second round draft pick. And when the I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan at all. I'm, I'm not a Cowboy <clears throat> fan, but I would have had to cheer for Cowboys if they'd have drafted him, and or cheered for him at least. And when the Cowboys had it needed a receiver and he was up, I thought, boy, damn it, they're going to go to him now. Crap. Yeah. And they didn't take him. I thought, boy, what a stupid thing. Yeah. Kid has no off-field issues at all. Just a good, good person. Boy, that is, like you said, the American dream right there. He is. He's living it. I hope he I hope he chases this fucker down like a lion and just squeezes the life out of it. Yeah, he's the kind of kid you want to see. A good, very humble young man. Yeah. And his answer about the flag. Perfect answer. Yes. Respectful. Can't do nothing but wish him the best. No, you really can't. And then you see guys that have, like like we were talking, you can see guys that have ten times the talent and just fucking piss it away. Every day. Just because they feel they're entitled. Every him being undersized and coming from a small school might have been the best thing for him. If, he'd have, if he would have thrived at a uh, big school in Dallas or something, who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have had that underdog attitude. He was raised different. That is true. Raised on just a farm boy, knows how to put in the hard work. And the, the coaching staff. And he doesn't he, feel fucking entitled. That's nope. the main thing. And the coaching staff is the same guys that you had, and they made y'all bust y'all's ass. Y'all worked. They taught you work ethic. That's right. And that sure, it sure has shown, you know, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even really play football until he was in high school. Great. Well, I bet when Wayne, he got him on the football field, I bet thanks. Well, I'm glad I did that. Mm-hmm. But what a, what a great story. But, you know, you've got, you're right about the guys that piss it off. You see it every single freaking day. At every level. That guy that played wide receiver, Doriel Beckham Green, yeah, was the number one wide receiver in high school. Goes to Missouri as a star, gets caught smoking pot about 15 fucking times. Then goes to OU, didn't even play for them ever, applied to the NFL draft. Of course, someone takes him, he's six foot five, runs a four, five, 40. Goes to Philadelphia Eagles, can't stay, mm-hmm. keep his nose clean, goes to Tennessee, cut, he's out of football. Or he might have went to Tennessee then to deal. But there's a guy right there with a ton of talent and shit. But I no, just don't no desire or work ethic. Like, you look at guys like Josh Gordon. And I know we're talking football, and this is a hunting podcast. We talk predator hunting with them, so fuck off. We're, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, you look at guys like Josh Gordon. Your career, if you're lucky, is about 10 to 12 years. Would you say that's probably the average? I wouldn't know. Not you average. Even, what, the I'm, average. I'm just saying a long career. A, a good long, career in the NFL is 10 to 12 years. That's an exceptional career. I'm going to say the average career in the NFL. Most guys don't even make it they're invested to, to get their pension. Four years, maybe the average NFL career. A long career. A long it, career in the NFL is six years maybe, I'd say. Really? That, it's that most, long, it's so violent. I mean, just one tweak knee you've or got, something. You've got six years. Probably so. To make your money. You're going to get drafted at 21, 20? Yep. 22, 21. 21, 22? 3.3 is the average NFL career. Yep. 3.3 years. Josh Gordon has been fucking suspended longer than 3.3 years. But he's still got so much talent they keep bringing him back. You can't keep your nose clean. Nope. For six years. And he's a he's a he's a physical specimen. He could go on and have ten year career. Now if if he if he can stay sober, he'll probably have one now. But, but he's lucky. He's the exception to the rule. But how can you not? There's nothing in this world that has a grasp on me. So much that I can't say, you know what, for the next six years, I'm not going to put that in my body. I'm going to go out and I'm going to make $200 million and I'll fucking smoke it until my head pops off after my career is over and I've made my money. Imagine a paycheck. You think about that. A guy 
that's a that's on NFL roster that's a that's got a, a contract a third fourth fifth round guy his first his rookie contract he's still gonna be making half million a year that's yeah. a lot of freaking money I mean there are CEOs of companies that don't make that kind of money they that you can't go get a job like that no that's what like like Des Bryant turned down eighteen million dollars for three years for Baltimore and then Cleveland offered him five point five million turned it down and he's probably gonna get an offer with Jacksonville or the Patriots is probably what's gonna end up happening and he's gonna play a one year contract and but he should take in that three years eighteen million you cannot make that kind of money. Mm-mm. You know, and, and it's just not attainable. And so they, they do that. But, yeah, the, the NFL guys, they have so much. That, that's a violent sport. Mm-hmm. And, and careers end so fast. And that, that's why they don't give them guaranteed contracts. I mean, Odell got a $65 million guaranteed. Well, they know that for two years or three years they're going to get something out of him maybe. But mm-hmm. if he blows a knee out today or gets a, a, an injury like Willis McGahee got, you're done. I've got no problem with the guys going after the guaranteed money. No, that's not smart. a problem at all. Because, like you said, one tweak of the knee, and if you do that at year two, well, then you're screwed for the next three years. But that's what RG three did. Just one I mean, knee injury. My goodness, have a little bit of discipline and just cut that shit out of your life. And but this kid, James, you're not gonna have to worry about that shit because he wasn't brought up that way. No, nah, he's a good kid. Wants to come home and and own a ranch and be with his friends. I mean, that's, that's awesome. What, what, what a great story. We need more of that in the NFL. We that's do. a crap. That, that, this right here is the kind of stories they need to talk about on the NFL. The NFL wants to change their image. Uh-huh. This is the kind of stuff they need to promote. And they've got – every team's got guys like this on there. But those are the guys you don't hear nothing about. Yeah. You know, J.J. Watt ex- was an exceptional story, and he's done a lot of good things. Yep. And, they, and they push it. But they, they push the Kaepernick bullshit all the time. And this is what the NFL should be pushing. Yep. Here's a kid that's, that's a good kid and grew up the right way and did it the right way. Root for the underdog. Okay, Andy, this week we've got James. Friday, we got, yeah, this one will come out midweek. And then to end the week, we've got Barton Ramsey. Southern Oak Kennel, he's going to come on. We're going to talk uh, training, English, uh, English dogs. Oh, we're just going to have fun with Barton. And then Monday, Labor Day, we've got your favorite fucking uncle, Ted Nugent, coming on. That's amazing, boy. You know, we sit here April 9th, and we did the first one of these damn things. It's me and Andy sitting around looking stupid, talking to each other with headphones on. Didn't know how the microphones worked. I mean, it was a shit show. It's amazing we ever got anything going. I'm telling you, and four months later, we got Ted Nugent going to be on with us. Your favorite uncle, Ted. It's going to be fun. He's passionate. Oh, he is a very passionate man. Another cool story, I mean. Yeah. Michigan, I'm telling you, Michigan's got him and Kid Rock. They two do. two guys that I'm like, sure he can name a couple more uh Motor City Oh, I'm sure there's rockers than just them two. No, but that's who I'm thinking of though. Yeah. I sure. mean it's two hell tell hell. You know how old he is? Ted Nugent? Yep. Sixty five. Seventy. Yeah, he's your age. Y'all don't look the same. <laughs> never he's smoked 70? dope, never never alcohol, all that stuff. See, Dad, that's where you messed up. You drank too much when you was little. I don't know. Look at Geraldo. How old's Geraldo? 77. God almighty, really? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. That's a, I saw their deal. It was maybe 78. Motherfucker. Guy looks like he's 60. Yeah, Ted's 70. That's that's crazy. Now, Bill Clinton, have you seen him lately? Not looking I saw a picture of Bill Clinton and Sammy Hagar next to each other. So maybe Bill should have done. But Sammy, I'm sure he was in the drugs. Uh, yeah. That book, that Van Halen, that's a great book. So, I mean... The no, the no drugs. It and no purified alcohol. his body, maybe. You can't beat good genes. So no. yeah, we're excited to have Ted Nugent on. He'll come out uh, Labor Day. 
Yep, going to be a good show. Uh, go to the Facebook. Your your plug the. We got a couple things going on on Facebook. Uh, during the last podcast, we were giving away a T-shirt. This weekend is opening weekend of dove season. Guys are bringing more and more dove decoys out to hunt with. So, uh, as we set our guys out and they put their spread out, we're gonna see how what what the most amount of decoys that we see in one spread. Okay, and on our Facebook page, I've got a post, and you can comment your guess on. How big is the biggest spread we'll, we will see this weekend? It's one spread. It could be one guy hunting. It could be three guys hunting. But the most amount of decoys we see in a concentrated area, that's going to be the count. Okay? If it's 78, that's what the number is going to be. So, um, And also, until October 5th, you can enter to win a two-man goose hunt. November 14th, 15th, and 16th with the Dive Bomb crew. They're coming out here to hunt with us. And you will win, you and a buddy, three mornings of goose hunting, three nights lodging, breakfast, and uh, two dozen Dive Bomb silhouettes. So that is a hell of a giveaway. So be sure and enter. It's also on the Big Honker Podcast Facebook page. Just go look it up and find the rules and enter to win. And we'll draw that on October 5th. So you still got about a month uh, for it that's what's going on on our facebook page getting ready for opening day of dove season we have got all of our fields shredded we're ready to go do we have a Please. clarification on the uh we'll get into all that later okay don't worry about it now all right yep that's basically it that's the uh week to come and that's all i got well everybody thank you so much for listening this is jeff stanfield i'm at the big honker lodge we're doing the big honker podcast we had a great guest on with James Washington. Wish him nothing but the best. Uh, God bless you. Uh, have a good day and have a safe, safe Labor Day weekend.